0: Da, 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 da! You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. the whole world crazy, It's showtime.
1: Welcome back in, man, fam. It's the bad movie marathon here on the Mad About Movies podcast as we await the end of this quarantine, all this social distancing. Movie theaters are closed, but the show must go on. Movies must be watched somehow, some way. It must be released. This one was released on demand exclusively. But it thought it was a little odd, guys, that they would release a movie on demand exclusively I don't know, almost ten years after it was released. Um I really like Capote. Um you know, I think I think Hoffman was worthy of the Oscar. I don't understand the mumbling talk out there and I mean I'm sorry, he still man. poops I... his pants bad news in dude. the
0: movie but bad news you watched, yeah. you watched the wrong film yeah
2: the, look the, i it's an it's a mm-hmm. an easy mistake um but and the 3d transfer oh we did of capote capone, capone. i mean incorrect. capone yeah
1: gosh <laughs> i you know it was we'll one of those from here one
2: of those autofill
1: things where i'm like c-a-p-o and then like capote movie it's like that must be it and then, uh, you know, you go find it. You watch it on the old Amazon. And, yeah, great movie. Oscar-worthy. <laughs> um, loved the performances. Ben and Brandon Miller, dude. Very,
0: you know. This, Moneyball. You know, stirring back.
1: stirring all the way around. Direction, cinematography. Loved it. Loved the script. And, uh, all right. That's it for me, then. I guess you guys <laughs> can uh, sit here and review we <laughs> Josh Trank's Capone. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, sorry. That was really, That was that the, is both uh, my grade and a uh, metaphor for the movie. <laughs> the sound of a a wet diarrhea.
2: <laughs> and we I was always like a big problem the with untouchables, you know. I was like, this is Same, a great yep. movie. Mm-hmm. Um I just I'd really like to know more right. about Al Capone's poops. That's Yeah. The The Irishman was well, great.
1: F- okay. But Jimmy Hoffa Siskel, did not. Why don't you? He had Jimmy Hoffa must have been wearing Depends because he had that under control the whole time in in The Irishman.
0: <laughs> he did. Brian just out here pretending like it's an original thought. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. And I always want to know more. That's kind of a general movie critique of mine. Is like mm-hmm. I want to know more about people's poops, right? Um, and they never go there. Yeah, uh, it's a huge critique yeah. of mine with yeah. Pixar. Yeah, you saying I mean, that in,
1: in, in uh, La La Land was.
0: I did because yeah. it it has sort of an ambiguous ending with that flashback, mm-hmm. kind of flash alternate reality, what could have been thing, but also what's Gosling's poops? Yeah, sitch. what's Sebastian's
1: yeah. Uh, dumps look like? You know, <laughs> yeah.
0: like that would have told us a lot. Is about he hydrating? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> And this finally, thank God, yeah, we know answers Maybe. that question. Yeah,
1: it's runny. It's, it's
0: that's all, why we love McGrewber so much. <laughs> it's I mean, all it's up funny. on the back, but we know MacGruber's, his bathroom is disgusting.
1: They exactly, know we know
0: fact. that they set that. Yeah, they, humanizing. We now know, you know. I exactly. I have a full three hundred and sixty degree view of this character, and I don't feel like I ever got that with Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> again, how does he poop on that? Right. You know, when he's strapped to that gurney,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they never address right how and where he poops. And I was
2: like, it'd it's be It's even nice. so worse. It. Yeah. It's even worse with like sci-fi movies and stuff. Cause mm. we're already not seeing them quite as human because they're different than us, you know? And that's, <laughs> that's why I've made the point multiple times that Drax from guardians of the galaxy. We really need to know more about the bowel <laughs> movement situation. And, yeah. um, and I, I, I stand by that. i mm. this, this, this movie has only, uh, only justified my position on that. Um, I'll, yep, never, especially I'll never I'll never historically that yeah. yeah
0: that's what was wrong that's why I feel like Jay Edgar didn't get good reviews because it didn't go into his right. poops at all mm-hmm. it was a fine movie otherwise but I think finally critical mass yeah. of people we want to know historical
1: figures in particular see what you did there Richard with critical mass I like mm-hmm.
0: that <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Nice yep. metaphor. That's
0: what I name most of my books. Yeah. You text us uh, that way too much. Yeah. A picture with the words cr-
1: critical mass highlighted with the. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I am a film critic. So yeah. it's actually a triple entendre. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, so. He's an yeah. for Decker,
2: though, dude. Well, hey. Oh, I, I don't, I don't, well, yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking. <laughs> Poor Sarah. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of MacGruber, your bathroom is disgusting. Uh huh. We have a uh, big surprise coming next week to the Mad About Movies podcast. An exclusive. You know, multiple exclusive, actually. Magruber related content for the yeah. 10th anniversary of Magruber. This, this is mind you, a break from the bad movie marathon. Magruber's not a bad movie. Might have been uh, not well received in terms of the old financials, but uh, we're big fans of the movie. And we've got, let's just say, a legendary surprise coming yeah. to the MAM fam next week. Can't believe it. So excited about this, about being able to bring this in honor of 10 years of Magruber. Could not be more excited. It's happening this week and it'll be posted on the, uh, on the feed next week on the main feed. Uh, but on the VIP feed, we've got a McGruber commentary track headed your way. So, you That's know, pop right, that, that, that in the old, yeah, pop that in the old iPod, put on the earbud, maybe in one ear or two and, uh, watch along with us. Watch McGruber. We're going to be comment commentating, um, you know, play by play style. Brian's going to be, um, uh, Dan Dusendorf. <laughs> Richard's going to be the old Jim Nance, and I'll be uh, Dan Fouts. Deusendorf. I'll be Dennis Miller from Monday Night Football.
0: Okay, bet.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I said Dan Dusendorf. That was the Dan
0: Deardorf. Deardorf. Right? Deardorf, it- Deardorf, Deardorf. Deardorf. There
1: you go. Sorry. Okay. I don't know. That's the most random well, name I could because think because
0: you were already thinking about the analogy I'm going to make. I only okay, This watched, guy throws a, a football slower than an old Dusendorf on Memorial Day. Okay?
1: I only watched Dierdorf commentating. <laughs> uh, I'm doing this whole events. pod as
0: Dennis Miller the rest of the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, that'll, be, that'll be a fun time. Over on the VIP feed, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. If you want that episode, if you want our throwbacks, we we just released a, a bunch of throwbacks over there. We've got an AMA coming next week, actually. Get that out of the way for May. So if you want to ask us anything, pod related or not, it happens over there on that feed. MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com slash vip, and it's it's I would say, you know, Forbes voted it the most happening mm. Discord community among moviegoers,
0: and not the mm-hmm. magazine Forbes, actually Steve Forbes yeah. himself.
1: Right. Yep. He named it the most happening Discord community Mm. among movie lovers. Mm -hmm. So we talk a ton (laughs) of
0: movies. (laughs) We got a a,
1: a rolling feed of movie news, rumors, rumblings on that on that Discord, where people are chiming in, commenting on all that stuff, and it's been really fun. Got a show discussion channel where people are talking about the pod, what they thought of most recent episodes. We've got a trust tree channel. So, you know, if you want to feel good inside the trust tree and talk to people that are like-minded and can help you through maybe a difficult time, maybe going through a breakup, you know, parents are mad at you, just got fired from your job, something like that. We all, we all go through life, right? You need somebody to talk to that you know loves the same movies you do? Hey, check out the Discord, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Really have enjoyed that. And shout out to Juice, who is always holding it down in the VIP. Shout O.J.? Out. Yeah. Oh, O.J. No, He's O.J. A, Mayo. Yeah. Juice.
0: Uh, okay. Wow. best
1: thing about O.J. Mayo... Is that he also went to USC in War number USC, 32? Went USC, War number 32, names <laughs> O.J., and also went by Juice. So, yeah. like, mm-hmm. every conceivable... Yeah. Did he try with White Blanco? He was juiced as well. Yeah, And he cut off the heads of two people that he... <laughs> no, the best is a- that
0: he didn't do this in 1993. He did this in, like, 2008. Yeah, that's Wait, we, awesome. when we fully knew. Fully everything. aware. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's
1: not like it was
2: in '91 where yeah. it's like, okay, kind of bad timing. Couple different choices in there somewhere. That's all, right. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah. what would be but awesome? Hey, he really lived up to the juice thing because he was suspended for the rest of his life from the NBA <laughs> for steroids. So. I mean,
1: we're we're talking yeah. murderers tonight. Uh, so let's just stay on the OJ <laughs> topic for a second. You know what would be awesome, and if ESPN really wants to. <laughs> Get Monday Night Football ratings up. Just hire OJ to do a little color (laughs) commentary. I'm not kidding. That guy is so good. Watch, go to his Twitter account and tell, and hear his football takes and tell me he's not better than 95% of the, of course he is, the color commentators out there. And innocent. Yeah. And and, yeah. And ESPN can be like, always be like, look, in the court of law in the United States of America, he's innocent (laughs) of all wrongdoing.
2: He served his time.
1: Like there's nothing, like, I mean, it's the reputation, it's the speculation, right? What yeah. if ESPN of all people Who's
0: Riddick or OJ? Who'd you rather hang <laughs> with? OJ. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, you know, o, ESPN the company that released a 10-part <laughs> documentary showing the photos of him cutting the heads off people, would oh, be like, yeah, I want to join the booth? Yeah. No, it didn't happen. The glove didn't fit. And they they had to acquit. It would be
0: great. i mean,
1: I I kind of need whatever, it. I mean, after I'm just the Booger era, they need they need something. <laughs> whatever company is willing to say you know what? Let's give OJ a try. That's know, the company how, that I'm like, all right, I'm in.
0: Uh, what if it's Barstool? No. That oh, okay. can't okay. be. <laughs> that
1: was so quick. I can't be, uh,
0: that was such a good the, hypothetical. The stoolies.
1: I can't, I can't deal with. Uh, what's Stoolie
0: his, Nation stand what,
1: What's his name? Um, El Presidente. I can't, I can't deal with that. I can't but deal they, with. But then, what
0: if they anger OJ and don't pay him? You know? Win-win. <laughs>
1: I I can't do that. Uh, no offense Wait, to game. any stoolies out there, but I, not for me. I'm not, a, not, I can't. Offense, but... Saturdays are for me, not the boys. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> well, I'm excited about this episode, fellas. I did not think we'd be able to flex this hard into mm. Capote Capone talk <laughs> at this point <laughs> in the year. You know, didn't think this movie would ever come out, to be honest with you. And here we are. Not only did it come out, but it came out, uh, through the butt, right up the back, all over the sheets. <laughs> and Linda Cartellini, great it justice for no her, mood? for you guys. So you had to clean yeah. up the, the
2: yeah. poo. She of, deserves this.
0: Yeah. She broke up, according to Banga How Dare You, but it also brings new meaning to the word streaming. Sup. <laughs> I'm just going to let that thing. hang there. Oh no pun intended. Uh. Right there
1: for a second. <laughs> all right. Um, Capone. Capone. Let's talk first, guys, about Josh Trank a little bit. Mm. Okay. Josh Trank of Chronicle fame. That's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) And that one guy that made fant 4 stick And.
0: Everything from Chronicle since has come up great, right? As far as I know, like like, director, writer, they've all really done well since. So I mean, it's been pretty (laughs) writer.
2: I mean, by that metric, of the two of them, he's doing the best, I, he I guess. He is. That is fair. Say. That's a great point.
1: Just like a little inside baseball, we were talking about off the air booking guests <laughs> and being a hilarious bit if we just completely ignored <laughs> – all the headlines and controversies in Hollywood and just started to try to book like Kevin Spacey on the show, like fully unaware of. Yeah. We just of, didn't know. We don't know. Yeah, that this is like, happened. Hey, uh, you know, I heard, saw house of cards wrapped up. Wanted to maybe get some final thoughts from, from Kevin on, you know, his impact on, on streaming culture. And yeah, you know, just let us know, uh, mad about movies com. <laughs> uh, but what if we we're just like, yeah, Hey Max, uh, heard you got some screenplays in development. Wanted to, possibly see if you wanted to join the show and promote yourself he would totally do that at this point he'd be like oh, finally please yes yes i would love to but um man let's just say justice was served in that in that case um josh trank on the other hand somehow guys people are giving him money to make movies uh, i liked chronicle i'll be the first to say Liked yeah, it, same. really liked it. Really original take on superheroes, on found footage. Everything after that, though, I just don't, I don't get. Um, you know, I he's a he's very Zack Snydery to me. <clears throat> very much in the camp of I'm going to do things my way, and if you don't like it, f you. And there's a you know a, a big fan base of of people that support and will defend. You know, even though the critics and fans reject, there will always be a vocal minority of groups and and people that that say, this is what I'm looking for. This is great. And I'm sure they're there for Capone. I I don't know if there were any for Fant Forstick. I don't know anyone that Mm -hmm. that defended that. But, you know, he went on the record and says, like, you know, release the train Cut. It's a real movie. You'll never see it. But there was a movie that I did that was awesome. And you guys, I mean, unfortunately, we're in Hollywood.
0: That's the lamest director excuse. I hate that.
1: Like, as if the movie was good, that that the studio would immediately be like, oh, this isn't good. I mean, this isn't good enough. So we're going to we completely know destroy
2: it. Hollywood studios—they hate good movies. Yeah, they hate they good do. movies, <laughs> and they, they actually want they to make money. money. That's yeah. that's the yeah. point of this whole thing. Yeah, dude, it's a it's a scheme. Money. Yeah, totally. it's
0: all all right. of Hollywood is insurance fraud. Right. It's like it's a uh, it's that
1: uh, uh, just I've been rewatching The Office, so this is top of mind. So, um, uh, you know, Michael Scott's like, uh, so can. You know, sometimes doesn't it make sense to like for tax purposes to lose money? And Oscar's like, actually, I've done the math on this, and this time it actually makes sense to make money. (laughs) 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 I love that line. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, studios want to make a billion dollars on every movie. And when you see something like Fantastic and it and it didn't, you know, perform up to expectations, or you see the first cut and it's not what you want you try to make changes and sometimes it's too late in the case of that, it was. And that's one of the worst movies I've seen in the theater. I, you know, we haven't ranked worst movies we've seen on the, in history of the podcast. We did it, I think for this decade or the past few years or something like that. But it, I mean, it's, it's right up there in worst experiences I've had in the theater. I remember just like the ending coming and like literally sitting in the theater for two minutes being like, surely that wasn't the end, right? There's, there's more like, I remember the third act came so fast. And just never stopped. I mean, it, it it came like two and a half minutes of a third act, and the movie's over. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> so that was the most rushed ending I've ever seen in a movie. And that, you know, reading uh, the the Josh Trank profile on Polygon, which I suggest every listener read. Holy cow! Search Josh Trank Polygon. It's an extensive, long-form piece on Josh Trank and what he's been up to. He says like that was the mid studio's main concern, like there was no ending, there was no third act, there was no climax of the movie. And um they were right. There was none. Even after reshoots, there was none. But what a what an interesting crazy guy he is, just thrust into the spotlight after releasing a viral YouTube video of, of people playing with lightsabers at a frat party, basically. And he says he wakes up the next day to a hundred emails from studios saying are you in LA? Can you direct our movies? Which I buy to a certain extent, you know, because of how desperate studios are. But I mean, once you make a good movie like Chronicle, you should have some, some sort of creative freedom or show some kind of vision. And I think maybe it was just a combination of right place, right time, right source material, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And why Chronicle was successful. I don't know, or don't think it was because Josh Trank is a good filmmaker. (laughs) that that movie is like worked in any way. I think he it was had, just different for yeah. what was coming out and yeah, it was fresh. And Dane DeHaan came out, Michael B. Jordan and be like, Oh, these people are interesting and charismatic mm-hmm. and all that. And it was a
2: different way to go about it. I totally, totally will admit that. He and had a really then, good idea of, with the camera. He was able to, to do, the found footage thing differently with the spinning cameras. And he came up with a really good MacGuffin for that to take place. And that was a cool concept and that, that worked. And I think that sells that movie really well, but in hindsight, you're kind of like, okay, that's it. Like, that's all he has is this, this one, this one idea eight years ago, you know?
1: Yeah. So what are y'all's thoughts on, on Trank overall? Uh, We can talk a little bit about star Wars and, and the the things that were revealed there in terms of why that didn't happen, it turns out, you know, we talked about this on the show in real time when this when this occurred, like maybe they heard about what's happening on the set of Fant4Stick mm-hmm. and they're like, we're out. We don't even want to go there, which seemed to be true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Simon Kinsberg said Simon Kinsberg came in to to uh, to to patch up. Fan stick and and then went back to to Kathleen Kennedy and said, "Uh, you do not want this guy on the set. This mm-hmm. is this is not good."
1: Yeah. What's your um?
0: But other than that, <laughs> other than that, yeah.
1: what what's your thoughts overall, though, on Trank? What he brings is his aesthetic, his appeal behind the lens, kind of what his vision is for movies. I don't know y'all y'all Trank takes, if you will.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I not my not in my wheelhouse of of people, so you know, kind of laughable to me the 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 seriousness. I I think fan um, four six bad, Chronicle to, is one of those things that uh, just assumed wasn't for me. I didn't I didn't really get it in the moment, but but I I grant that it was cool. Mike like Brian, I think, brings some really smart points to what was innovative and cool about it, but it was I was just kind of like, oh, this is. Just not a, not a Richard movie, which doesn't make it bad. It probably makes it good. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just seems, I, these guys that just, um, you know, lack the, uh, requisite shame to just kind of take their hiding and go away, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and try to fight back against it on some level. I suppose it's, it's admirable, but you know, with Snyder and these, no, no studio, it's like, yeah, studios metal and that's annoying and terrible. But, uh, I don't know if they make good movies bad. I think I think they make good movies worse. Um and they make bad movies really bad. Um but you know at a certain point like you guys said I think rather intelligently I mean I, I think it it turns out that really good directors don't get meddled with nearly as much mm-hmm. because there, that initial. There might be a, a, a note session here or there, especially if you're trying to create a universe or something. And you're working for a big studio, but you know, uh, like you guys said, at the, at the end of the day, they they wanted a good fa- Fantastic Four film and uh, really put a lot of resources into saving it, and it still was bad. I I I would love to see the Trank cut, so to speak. Um, after seeing Capone, uh, I less want to see it, but I, I would be willing to wager quite a bit that it's not better. And I get it. You're close to, you know, these things are your darlings and, and you're in it and that's fine to defend it over to people over dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, when you're at a cool restaurant with a bunch of movie people and you're Josh Trank, by all means be like, man, Marvel really ruined my film. Totally. You know, Kinberg got in there. That's fine. But like, don't go to the meet to me. It's just like poor form to blame everyone, but you, cause you're the director mm-hmm. and if it sucked and it was your fault, that's on you. If it sucked and it wasn't your fault, that's also on you because you're the director at the end of the day. And a lot of these guys, seems like kind of a modern thing. Don't want to do that.
2: Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. It's, I understand the, you're getting too close to it and this is a passion and all this sort of stuff. I totally get it. And it would be very difficult to have somebody come in and, and, and mess with your production and, and do all that stuff. But, but you're, you're absolutely right, Richard. It's, it's, it's poor form. And I think it's a character issue at a certain point to perpetual and it, it it is it's it's pretty it's become pretty common with a particular type of of uh, of young white director especially that's just like we've gotta we gotta make sure that everybody knows that none of this is my fault that this movie's not good but it's because it's not my vision and and the idea I, I mean i get I get especially the idea that, that a movie would be more cohesive if one person was doing this and there wasn't meddling producers and studios and all that sort of stuff, but cohesion doesn't automatically equal good. And there's, it's like a weird fallacy that, that a lot of these people have bought into of, well, it would have been good because it was my vision. I'm like, well, I saw this movie all cut up and it was horrible. And there wasn't much there to work with that. I would say that cohesion would suddenly make that, you know, a good movie. Um, so just, you know, it's not the own up sequence or, of scenes that yeah. are bad. It's that the scenes themselves are bad, <laughs> right? Right. The sequencing could maybe help, but it's not sure. going to go from, from an F to a, to a B, let alone a, you know, an A or something like that. We're still going to be saying this is not good. I mean, it's just, there's, there's really no way around it. So for me, Trank is a guy who I think he probably should be making, uh, low budget horror movies. That seems to be what he wants to do. Um, he doesn't seem real interested. It, it, but then at the same time, he's 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 so. You read this Polygon article, and it's, I mean, goodness. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's it's a it's so much. There's so much going on there. Of like, you can tell he he's putting this pressure on himself to be like a blockbuster type director, but he's not. He's not that. But he's, he's not willing to buy he's not into willing to the do it, and he's not good enough. System. He's, he thinks he's Spielberg. And look, it's you like, can, dude, you got, you right. got
1: to like, put skins on the wall to have yeah. final say in a film. You can't just, sure. when, you, when you do a Marvel movie or, you know, or rebooting a movie, whatever it is, you have to fully know that like, you're trying to fit a tone sure. that a mass audience is trying to, consume. it's a skill.
2: It's a skill. Yeah. And I would, there's, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. And, and that's okay. Um, but maybe stop doing that stop doing that stuff but you watch this and fantastic four has some of that stuff and chronicle definitely does too where it 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 seems like what he wants to make is is horror movies but he doesn't have the maybe he thinks horror movies are beneath him or maybe he just i don't know what it is but but he has some horror sensibilities i think they're not good so i don't think he should be making like mass audience horror movies, but, but how many, I mean, how many horror movies come out every year? Like a hundred. I mean, they they get some play and acclaim. He'd, he'd probably be fine in that, in that atmosphere. And he could probably churn one of those out every couple of years and, and get some, and, and be, I don't know, probably have some acclaim in that world in in the genre world and stuff. But if you're going to keep dipping your toes into, a more mainstream world, then then I'm going to have to watch the movie and say it sucks. I mean, this is a terrible movie. (laughs) And so I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with that beyond just call it like I see it. And he's not a good director and this is a terrible movie. And there's no, I mean this during this movie marathon, this bad movie marathon we've been on, I've said last week, you know, they're kind of falling into two categories. The ones that seem like, well, that was an okay idea, or maybe even a really good idea. After Earth, I still think is probably a, somewhere in there. There's like, oh, that's a good idea. Okay, I can see why this got made. It's the the execution on it is just horrific. And then the ones like Howard the Duck and and uh, and Theodore Rex and and I don't know, prob- some of the others that we've done that you say, there's how in the world did this get made? There's no way that this could have ever been. A good movie, and this is such a different kind of that because it's not doesn't feature a talking duck or a weird animatronic dinosaur or anything like that. It's it's a it's a a, the duck was in the poop, dude. (laughs) Exactly, it's a period piece, I guess. At the end of the Theodore Rex didn't didn't
0: poo himself multiple (laughs) times though, so maybe that was the problem. Plus, you don't know. Plus, Um, to the Theodore Rex column. (laughs) Kent edited it out of the episode he and I did on Theodore Rex, but like I did a full 45 minutes on how does he poop, and mm-hmm. it's a dinosaur yeah. poop. Yeah. Is it was relevant then, but it is now, so I should yeah. probably go back and
2: have that. Right? <laughs> the director's cut of the podcast episode.
0: Yeah, release uh, the Barton poop cut.
1: <laughs> the. I, I, I thought it was, you know... <sighs>
0: I don't, it's revisionist history if you just do that. Uh, I mean, it's that
1: good of a pod. <laughs> I was like petrified poo. I don't understand. You went you're on a whole tangent on uh-huh, if you can Jurassic Park the poo mm-hmm. and make you know Dino DNA the whole thing. And yeah. now it's relevant though. Yeah. So I'll go back and add that if you want to go back and listen, fam, <laughs> sure. fam,
2: sure. But my anyway to finish the thought, this is this one firmly falls into that category. It's it's different than Theodore Rex or, or Howard the Duck from a, just a concept standpoint, but. I understand this didn't take a lot of money to make, so that's part of it, that it, it didn't have to pass through as many hands and, and people seeing it, but this is a horrible idea for a movie. There's nothing about this beyond, like, the one line of old Al Capone losing his mind, can't remember where his money is hidden. Okay, like, that yeah, one I sentence that, that, makes that, sense. You, but you then put the Gary second Oldman in this role, Yeah, totally. The second sentence, I'm assuming, is like poops a lot you know or can't be understood literally one time in the entire movie because we cast tom hardy who's going to be chomping a cigar i mean it, like every step from from the literal first sentence of this is an idea should have been somebody saying you know what man this is not good this is not going to go well and we should stop wasting our time with this um and and yet here we are well i mean you read the
1: the Polygon article and it was, it took him forever to get this thing made. Nobody would give him any money. Mm -hmm. And they were right. They were right. Lawrence Bender of, of Pulp Fiction, acclaim, who financed that movie, got helped that kid off the ground, uh, steps in uh, as well as Braun Studios. And you know, like I know he's got a lot of money and you know, he's trying to get into Hollywood, but why would LeBron uh, fund this? (laughs) It's very odd. He's like, You know, it's like, it's weird that the kid, the kid, uh, studio that he runs is called brawny studios too. I thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of on the nose, but (laughs) I understand it. every time I see that, I'm like, is this LeBron's, LeBron's company? And so, yeah, this movie was made for very little money. I think he actually sacrificed some scenes for the budget and agreed to do things a certain way to save money. Sat on the shelf for years. Um, Tom Hardy was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Oh, nope, got to go do Venom, which is ironic because Josh Trank was actually tapped to do Venom originally, right? Coming off Chronicle, they mm-hmm. wanted him to reboot Venom, and I think he was he had did a treatment or was in talks to do that at some point, but it, you know, the studio backed out of of Trank doing that, and so Tom Hardy goes and does Vision, uh, Venom, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, I got to do all these other projects," and eventually they made. Capone happened for some reason because
0: yeah, I think they shot it in 2018. Yeah, so still B, because
1: Capone. I mean, because Hardy A wanted to play Capone and B really hit it off with Trank because they love vaping together. Not making that up, yes. they just both love line the line cloud. Yeah. They love Why blowing big <laughs> cloud together.
0: That's how do you think this podcast got together, <laughs>
1: right? Vape nation. We just yeah, we just bonded through the cloud. Vape strong. <laughs> That was funny, he's like was the funniest part of the article is like no Trank is talking to me as he s- s- he blows a big cloud from his vape pen. Was
0: like, it's like a bit we would do. Yeah. It's like a fake
1: article. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. And so yeah, they bond and like, yeah, let's do this thing. It ends up sitting on the shelf. No one will distribute it. Everyone sees the movie, mind you. They tried to sell it to everybody. And red like, box
0: entertainment. Yeah, guy, bro. That's
1: what I'm saying. Nobody would buy it. And then red is like, okay, we'll buy it, mm-hmm. but we're going to change the name from Fonzo, which is what it was originally called to Capone because fully red box is thinking oh, <laughs> red box is thinking, Oh, we're going to trick so many people into renting this. Yeah, because it's called Capone and it stars Tom Hardy, (laughs) Like you know, like that's their their soul play in this thing is, oh, we can easily make money off this because people are too dumb to know who Trank is, what its reputation is. Stay away from this guy, stay away from his movies and they'll they'll rent this thing all day for a dollar a night or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And they were right. I think this thing is going to make some money for them. There's no movies out right now. People are starving for new new content. And I think Capone. 20
0: million, though, is a pretty big budge to make up on just on demand. Maybe they will. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying. Gosh,
1: I think they'll make. They got 20 million. I think million they'll, with on demand, with the way they release it on demand, as well as the red box machines themselves, I think they'll can, I think they can, um, give this thing a year. That thing's going to be in red box machines for two or three years until they make their money back. You know, they control that. They, it's he not says, like it's going to be pulled from theaters or anything like that if it takes. just
0: give it to you. You are just trying to yeah, rent Madden like 50 and you're cents. like, free Capone.
1: Yeah. Exactly, and so he just comes
0: pooping out of the machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to talk about Tom Hardy's oh voice because you touched on a little I'm bit, so Brian.
2: Tired of Tom Hardy? He's
1: he's he's at level. He's at Johnny Depp white face paint <laughs> levels yes. of mumbling. So you got the Dark Knight Rises, you've got the Revenant, you've got Mad Max Fury Road, you've got Venom, and now you've got Capone. All movies in which you can't understand a word the guy says. Uh, I, I don't. At some point, I would hope the director would be like, "Hey Tom, love what you're doing, but can you can you speak in uh, audible audible tone?" I mean, people like I said, love what you're tone. doing, love what you're doing, <laughs> love the character, but can you speak audibly? Go. And I I think like that bit Christopher Nolan in the ass because he 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 didn't say that didn't speak up and then like got to the edit bay and was like, oh my god. Can't hear a word this guy's saying, and then the trailer comes out, and they're like, "We can't hear a word the guy's saying," and they had to do that awful edit of the sound on Dark Knight Rises, where it's just like blaring over everything, over as if it's gone through a loudspeaker. I
0: expect one of us in the records. Yeah, it's coming
1: through every known speaker, like you know, seven point one surround sound. <laughs> it's coming through all seven speakers because you you're like it's the only way we're going to be able to hear what he's saying without subtitles and. Man, it's bad in this. And I understand the Revenant, where he's not the main character and he's kind of doing a weird character actory kind of thing, and he's in old times and all that. But there's no excuse for a leading man in a movie like this to be completely inaudible. It's, it boggles the mind? And I just don't. I don't get it. I. I mean, I said it in our Venom review, <laughs> Tom. If you need help, let us know, man. We blink twice if you need help, man. We we love you. We care. We're here for you. We can help. We can call somebody, call the authorities to to intervene. We, you're better than this, man. You're you're a better actor. I know you are. You can pick better projects. You can do things that people can hear what you're saying. I know it's possible. Just do it, man. Come on. Too much just, vape smoke just in the it. in the larynx. Maybe bro. maybe he's incapable of of vocalizing. But yeah, no. To to have him in this movie with a cigar, chomping the whole time, and then. Oh, well you can't smoke anymore because your health? Oh, well here's a carrot we're gonna put in your mouth and oh, my God. that'll obscure all, all right. of it. I mean I watch all almost all content with the subtitles now because I'm awful at remembering names and following plots and things like that. It really helps me kind of you know figure out if the screenplay sucks or if it's good and things like that. So I you know, if if I had the opportunity to watch at home and with subtitles, I will do that just because it helps me focus. But I mean, I had to with this. I had no option. <laughs> I couldn't just like sit there like, well, let's just roll this thing as is. Like, no, I had to I had to turn on the subtitles to even get through the movie. <laughs> and I can't imagine, I mean, luckily no one's in the theater, so but I bad. can't imagine somebody would have to bear this without the subtitles. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they should have auto-baked yeah. them in like is, literally, have a to porn have film this, or something. Yeah. Like, just doing you a favor here. You know, like when they have to overdub they're, like, right. people that speak English, yeah. but they don't speak oh, very right. well on, like, reality TV. <laughs> and you're, like, why are they over, Why are they doing subtitles for these people? Yeah. It's, like, oh, because they're, like, mumbling or something.
2: Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, they should I have mean, done it, that the whole time here. You, you oh mentioned Johnny gosh. Depp. Richard and I were talking about this off the air yesterday or the day before. And, I mean, Depp's a great comparison. But at least Depp gave us, like, a solid decade of, of really good movies and good performances. Like... I don't know for heart. I, it's clear to me that he's like, he, he, he sees himself as an artist and he, he wants to do exciting things and, and, and push himself and all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's great, Tom. Um, but like, you're not, I'm not sure that you're up, you're quite to the level where you can get away with this for multiple movies in a row. And us not as a society say, actually he's not that good. And I'm kind of done with this. I know I'm at that point. I don't, I don't know. Like it, it it's, it's a it's confusing. Like, well, he's he's kind of weird, or he's kind of he he's he's different from from uh, the average leading man. So that makes him interesting. And I fully disagree. It's not interesting. It's it's actually boring at this point to be to do these weird roles and to be like, well, you can never hear me talking. Yeah. It's very artistry. No, it's not. It's not artisty. It's it's so, stupid. Sorry. This is stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're doing yeah. Venom, like you know what I mean. That's always so funny. Yeah, I watched Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy over the weekend. He's in that early on. And like, man, you know, you go, man, this guy had all the charisma in the world. You can understand him. It's weird. Um, But yeah, he just... uh, You're right, Brian. It's like the easy choice to go. He's like so obsessed with disappearing role. But the fact is that he doesn't. He's always just this kind of burly, mumbly person. And you're like, I know you think you're being Gary Oldman, but you're becoming more and more, I don't know, Charlie Sheen or something. You know, it's just become like a big, broad thing. Uh, Peaky Blinders, another thing you can't understand him in quite a good show, but it's just, you kind of expect what, you know, the next movie he does where we can hear him and he's not, you know, uh, mumbling. It, it'll be like a revelation. Maybe he's building to that, but I'm with you. And it's a bummer. Cause I, that's a guy mm-hmm. at the beginning of this last decade, I would have bet the farm on and, uh, you know, he just kind of got, it seems like in his own head of trying to be this, you know, crazy uh, totally. like acting yeah. almost as a sport. Like, how can I make it the most difficult and the most hard on my body and my voice and my thing? And then right. at the end of the day you go, well, or you could do, and we were talking right. about too, like put your skins on the wall too. If even Depp as annoying as he is gave us, you know, 10 years of some pretty fun stuff. I mean, it was a little quirky, but it was,
1: I don't know. Almost. It was like every other movie. No, I, mean, I know. Was, but, every scissor hands. And then like, to- totally. It, but I mean,
0: Ed Wood's a good movie, you know, um, you know, Pirates is fun. I mean, uh, Finding Neverland's fun. I mean, like I'm saying he has some skins on the wall. Yeah, you're true. Whereas Hardy kind of started his career. Mean, he has
2: Inception being, and, he Pee Blinders and what else?
1: You know, it's like, uh, yeah.
2: No, I totally agree. But Richard, but, right. yeah, but you can't hear him in Mad Max. You, you've got a few cool roles. Awesome, <laughs> good movie, but like that doesn't mean you get to do nine movies where you're incomprehensible and you look ridiculous and they suck. Yeah. Like that's the other part. It's not just that they're like, oh, he's being arts, yeah, artsy Yeah, that's the other thing too. Difficult roles. Also, these movies are terrible. So,
0: yeah, he, he's doing pop, and they're big budget movies. I mean, this is a lower level right. one, but it's twenty million bucks. I mean, this isn't an indie film. You know, Venom, which is. Atrocious. I mean, he made a lot of money and people some people liked it. And that's I guess a win for him. But I mean, that's a really yeah. bad movie in my opinion. Um and and that's a big swing. That's a popcorn blockbuster swing, you know. You're right, Brian. If he was doing this on and doing weird ironic mumblecore films, he mm-hmm. taking it maybe a little, literally for $2 million a pop. It'd be less annoying, but it feels like he's swinging for big hits here. And, I said
2: to Richard to air, it's "Weirding
0: his way it out." Feels it feels
2: like he thinks he's Michael Jordan taking a break to go play baseball, and really he's like Spud Webb or something. It's like it's not—you're not there, bro. Like you're not—you're not, you're not right. to that quality where we can say, "Yeah, sure, take five years to only do these kinds of movies." I mean, then I look at the reviews for this, and half of the positive reviews, which aren't very many, but but half of them feel like it's well, but. Tom Hardy's always interesting to watch, and I'm like, that's not true. I don't see that. I don't think that's true. He's not interesting to watch. This is boring. This bit is boring.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And you know, you combine that bit with oh gosh. a screenplay from Trank that is absolutely it's incomprehensible to do a movie on Al Capone and not revisit any of his. <laughs> past crimes like no it's not a biopic in any way it's just an old curmudgeon who you can't understand who poos himself all the time who pukes and pees everywhere who has you know a wife that's doing all she can i guess you know i guess there's one moment in the movie that's like somewhat like oh that's kind of what al capone would do but other than that it's you don't even know like this movie assumes that everybody knows the entire history of Al Capone <laughs> and they're coming in and they're like, oh, uh, you know, I know exactly where yeah. he is at this point in his life and what his his past is. You know, it doesn't – there's no references. I mean there's like a St. Right. Valentine's Day Massacre like movie reference in the movie. But, but this is not like, oh, he's old and now he's ref- like the Irishman. Where he's old and he's in a nursing home and you know, oh and he's reflecting on his past and here now we're gonna go see his past and see it, where he what he was like and and oh now we know why he's like this and all that. It's just like you're entering this guy's life at age eighty seven and can't control his bowels and and you exit no right. pun intended. Who, at the who end is this of movie for? That's, it. that's the and thing that I kept saying
2: to myself no I think that's that's lesson. I don't right. want to
1: speak for you, Kent.
2: but that's yeah.
1: It's for people who are naive enough to rent a movie that's called about Al Capone that stars Tom Hardy when they're scrolling through their on demand. Like, I know that Tom, uh, I mean, Josh Trank was, had high intentions. It's like, oh, this is me being myself and I can finally make the movie I want to make and all this stuff. But from every perspective other than Josh Trank's, this is a cash grab. Yeah. We're just tricking people into <laughs> ordering a movie that
2: is, unwatchable right an unsuccessful cashier money back i I mean it just there's not an audience for this that's it's it's not genre enough to 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 i think really sit well with with horror fans and genre fans it's you know it's it's like trying to be kind of kind of a shutter islandy but it doesn't do that very well it's it's got some i'm sure there's part of him that's like well i'm doing a tarantino thing and that doesn't work well either it's not historically i mean
1: oh my gosh the non-linear storyline in this is like so confusing it's like and dude is this cares? happening or is this a
2: dream or what is the matt on? Dillon thing i, I was so frustrated, frustrated by at this point i just i don't care and ne- neither should you honestly if you're listening that i hate the matt dylan thing is total garbage because he introduces the character away from from uh capone like that doesn't the whole bit of, of Matt Dillon being in his, you know, being a, a figment of his imagination or whatever doesn't work when you introduce the character away from the guy who sees him as a figment of his imagination. Does that make sense? Like that's a, that's a real, that's like a, that's a, that's a yeah. film school problem. Like that's something that you do on your, your like, not even in, in film school, like it, like you're in high school and you're like, Hey professor, can we make a film instead of writing a, you know, a term paper? And then he's like, I guess. And then you do this. And then he says, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. You can't, it doesn't work like that. You can't introduce it. You can't do a (laughs) twist when you, uh, it's mind boggling that that was, that that was in the script and that that got done and that nobody said, Hey, that's not how you're, all you're doing at this point is screwing with the audience. It's not narratively sound. You can't do that. I, uh, it made me so angry. I was like screaming at the TV and I was like, what's happening? This is so stupid.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, the whole kid in Cleveland thing was so dumb. Where he c- keeps calling like the kid and trying to connect with the kid. That was bad. The best performance in the movie is the, whoever the guy that played <laughs> Louis Armstrong was, was really good. And, <laughs> and I wanted him to do a Louis Armstrong biopic with that guy. Because he was, looked just like him, sounded, acted just like Louis Armstrong. I'm all for that. Uh, next note I have in my notes here is yeah, you're right, Brian. If they did a movie about him hiding the money and these people trying to find the money that Al Capone hid, and then there's some kind of resolution there, or we follow the clues in a, in a way would make sense, but it's kind of hinted at and never really explored. That's dumb. The scene where he sings along to oh the God. cowardly lion song on so <laughs> for cringe. Wizard of Oz uh. is so, ter- <laughs> so bad. Um, I have next note I have here is stabby necky. Right. So guy, uh, you know, goon of his is stabbing dude in the neck constantly. Yeah, Does that feel like Tarantino like ripoff the finest
2: like not good Tarantino ripoff? I mean it's just
1: uh. Yeah. The massacre at the club uh, you know, ends up, you know, they're then slash I guess slash sun hallucination there. He has he ends up having a stroke and then the first line after he comes out of the stroke coma or whatever it is is How many fingers am I holding up? Like really, Josh? That's the that's the line there is the old how on me fingers am I holding up bit curat cigar, I already mentioned that. And the next thing I have here is FBI interview slash poo poo. So he's uh, interviewed slash interrogated. Whoever that FBI agent was really good, too. Uh, I don't even Who's know. Who's that guy?
2: I can't remember. Yeah.
1: The guy that's inter- interrogating him. Yeah. He's a younger actor, but he was great. Very charismatic and good. Good. I don't know who, who the hell he was, but he was really good in this, and I would definitely see something else with him in it. Um, And then I've got Gold Gun Murder circled here, where – Al Capone goes on his property, pulls out a golden Tommy gun, and just starts murdering everybody. But you're like, oh, wow, this really took a turn. I'm actually starting to dig this, and it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I felt. I was like, wow, this is pretty acceptable? Like, if this is... Nope, it's not. It's not real. It's a, it's a dream. It's a hallucination. It's a passed out, whatever you want to call it. It's just constant twists, trick... Trick the audience into thinking you're watching something decent, and then nope, it's not. So, very frustrating on almost every level, you know, just for Tom. I don't care about Josh, just for Tom. Like, dude, like I said, we want you to be successful. We want you to do smarter, better projects. Just please, please do that. I know you got Venom too. So, that's an, another strike in yeah, the negative. At I'm least sure, that'll make money. I mean, I,
2: you know, it's, thing. it's sad to me because I'm with Richard. Like, that's I, I would have bought a lot of stock. In Tom Hardy's career, at a certain point, and it's it's sad to me that that right now in 2020, I'm saying, well, at least Venom's gonna make a ton because that's that may be your. I mean, I just I'm so tired. Well, it's called so Let There Be part. Carnage,
1: so you know it's gonna be good. I didn't know Andy Circus directed that.
2: That's I saw Jungle Book, so I'm not that enthused
1: about. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> well, sure. I like Andy Circus. I don't. I'm not vouching for his. Director, I just didn't know he had hopped onto that project. I'm sure he's like, Yeah, seeing dollar signs all the way, all the way down with the Venom 2. Yeah, that's that's pushed to 2021, by the way, um, June of 2021. So over a year until Venom 2, which is not the worst thing to have to wait for, I guess, if you're us. But you know, I'm with you, man. Yeah, make good movies, make movies that, that really showcase what you're about as an actor, what you stand for yeah. in Hollywood. I know he has good taste. I can tell. I don't know why. He, I mean, I guess you got to make money at some point, but like, you know, he's getting offered really good roles with interesting directors all the time mm-hmm. that are not Josh Trank. You know, I, I fully, fully uh, think that if he's willing to take a pay cut, he could definitely, you know, make a name for himself in a good I don't think
0: way. he does have good taste. I think that's wrong. I think he's yeah. a talented actor. I think taste is the problem. You know he's not. He doesn't know. I don't know. He's done some cool stuff. I mean, he he he'll he'll he's talented enough to have some stuff come at us over the next ten it years. Looks don't like you know,
1: a but new Mad Max is coming out in twenty. know, well, it doesn't say it, a release date. Um, but it's a a Furiosa prequel. But it looks like he's attached to it. It says, and then um he's got a movie called War Party that's coming out with Andrew Dominic. At the helm, Andrew Dominic of Killing Them Softly, yeah. uh, assassination of Jesse James, fame.
2: Yeah, I, I think, mean, um, maybe thing that'll be interesting. Does, I like him. I just don't think he's as invincible as maybe he thinks he is. Because we're not too many roles away from from just being relegated to. Well, that's the kind You're of right. Movie no, he does, he's acting no, like somebody who want to attach a big movie to his name because the stink around that is. I mean. <laughs> Capone's poops. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not, I don't
1: know. You know what the ultimate role I have in mind for him is? And, and it'll take legible. Terrible. Oh, we didn't even mention the it's makeup. Terrible. Doesn't look old at all. Awful makeup. <laughs> looks nothing I mean, he like. I was 48
2: when he died. I mean. Maybe, was, but, yeah, like, but he but looks, to me, he, looked like he looks Tom like Tom Hardy, Hardy with bad makeup. Tom, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't he doesn't look like Alcruzor like shape and... of water. I mean, it was awful. It was awful.
1: (laughs) The ultimate uh, role that I think he could be really great in if he fully embraced the, you know, speaking legibly aspect. Totally. James Bond.
0: Yeah, that's I'd always to, been. I
1: love to see a double oh seven. I mean, you John see Hardy. when you see
0: Inception, you go, "Oh, this is definitely going to be the next James right. Bond." I mean, I think everyone yeah. that was like as we came out of Inception, but then mm-hmm. the next ten years were now. It's like, eh, I'm good. You know, he's. It's just remember um, this means
1: war with Reese Witherspoon mm, and Chris Pine and yep. being a Simon Kinberg. I just saw a uh, good old Mick for that. G at the helm for.
0: Not kidding, like six months ago. Was in a small town <laughs> driving for work. And there was a, this means more billboard up. Wow. Like in, <laughs> and in, in, in pretty good shape, in pretty good shape. This is Got like probably y'all late y'all, 2019.
1: It was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, My uh, right here ever. Gosh, that's a, that's so funny. I love it. Old billboard. I saw one the other day um, in Dallas that had the emoji movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It was like a PSA billboard, like "Don't text and drive," but it had like two characters from the Emoji movie on it. <laughs> Classic, colors. yeah. I mean, you're just uh, hitting the. All the kids love that, and they can connect immediately to. To that movie, <laughs> well, this was very bad, guys. I mean, it wasn't wasn't great. I mean, it's certainly not the worst movie we've seen in this bad movie marathon, though. I mean, it's it's not the best, but it's not the worst. It's the same. It's right, kind of in the middle like I said, I like that golden gun scene. And if it had been real, I mean, I actually, during that scene, I was Googling Al Capone. Cause I was like, did he murder his whole family and and like housekeepers and stuff? Cause wow. How did I not know about this? Wow. This is pretty engaging and it's fake. And yeah, so that, so yeah, it really
2: that did nothing for did, me. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, sure that was this when I was total totally boring, out on the movies. That's how this uh, whole movie has totally. been.
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You know, I should have been you. I should have been pulled the old Richard Barden walkout slash turnoff slash watch something else. You know, should have done it, didn't do it, regret it. Well, I'm done with Capote. I mean Capone, and um, I'm ready to grade it out. Let's do it. How about you, Richard?
0: I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with just a solid F. Straight down the line. I think it was Street F coming podcast. in, hey, Brian. What about
2: you? As it went? I'm sorry for yelling. I, I'm I'll pay can't the royalty. I'm going F minus minus minus. I hated this. I just it was horrific. Ugh, man. Oh, man. It's really going yeah, to give Bloodshot a run for its money. For I was for just going to go F minus. <laughs> oh, that was that
1: was the worst. That was worse than this. This is um like I said, it's not a bad idea to counter you brian i think this is not a bad idea and on paper i mean outside of josh trank a tom hardy movie about al capone i think i'm probably in for if this is martin scorsese or something and i think it probably could be pretty good i don't i don't like this execution awful not what i wanted but that's why it's not the f minus 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 for me because i think the intentions were good the results were bad well thank you everybody for listening if you want more from us, hit up that VIP feed, thataboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We had a little movie news talk last week on the main feed too. Still relevant. So if you want to hit that up, we talked a lot about the future cinema, the on-demand stuff that's that's been coming out and, and how that kind of affects the release strategy of all these studios. A lot of fun stuff there on the main feed. But again, if you want more weekly episodes, daily, in fact, we got recommends coming out almost daily at this point on the VIP feed. So if you want to look for something on your morning commute, maybe you wake up with your morning coffee, check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. You can podcast. find me on Twitter, You can find my writing at a- Uh
2: Richard, where can I find you?
0: You can find me at Richard Barden on all social. Kent, where can I find you?
1: Online at Kent Garrison on all social media and madaboutmoviespodcast.com for all of our past episodes. Well, we'll see you next week for a special Ten Year Anniversary Edition: MacGruber Talk with a special guest that I hope you all really enjoy. In fact, I know you'll enjoy, and uh, I'm excited about it. Excited for you to hear it. Uh, Maybe after that, we'll be back to the bad movies. Maybe not. Maybe we'll get a break. Who knows? Stay tuned. Follow us on social at Mad About Movies. And until then, see ya. Hopefully soon.
0: Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya, the family's family, family. family.